This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, sponsored by DS Beverages, your Anheuser-Busch distributor in Paul Bunyan Country. Ace on the Lake on Lake Bemidji's South Shore. Bonded Lock and Key, your home for Liberty Safes. Pepsi Nye Bottling of Bemidji. Timberline Sport and Convenience in Black Duck and Clearbrook Electric. I'll check it in today with our good friend uh, from Sunset Country up in Ontario, Jeff Gussie Gustafson. But this time of year, he usually is in a different sunny area. Uh, and indeed, right now, is down in Florida as Gussie. You get ready once again for the Mass Masters Elite Series? Yes, sir. Yeah, it's the Elite Series. So, yeah, we, it's uh, it's been the shortest off-season that I've had. Um, and we, we, get, we kick things off again next week at the St. John River down in Florida. So, um, I'm down here already. I like to, you know, I got a new boat and uh, been haven't been fishing for a bit, so it's nice to get get a little time in on the water before you, you know, get get right into fishing against the best anglers in the world. So, um, so yeah, I'm down here warming up and having some fun. So, Gussie, how does it work for you to be able to get down here and do this uh, with uh, the COVID situation? Yep. Yeah, so obviously uh, I get I get this I get asked this a lot. Um, obviously the borders closed. To, uh, I, a lot of people that listen to this are are wanting to go up to Sunset Country right. fishing, uh, no doubt. So um, because competing in these events is my main source of income, um, I'm allowed to to cross the border to uh, essentially go to work, and um, I got got permission. Um, had to jump through a few hoops, but had some help from, uh, from the, you know, people at U.S. Customs and Bassmaster. Uh, you know, there's two other Canadians that fish as well. And, and, you know, over all, all, all in all, um, got some help and we're, we got permission to, to go across to compete in the, in the tournaments. So I presume this would be kind of the same way that the, all, you know, the, all the Canadian European NHL players who play for U.S. teams, are able to be in uniform yeah. right now, and how they'll be able to do playoffs later on. Yeah, yeah. So we went through, and, and we actually got like a pro athlete uh, exemption, I guess is what it is. Um, just they, you know, we we had to prove that the elite series was the highest level in our on our sport, and uh, yeah, all all good. So um, so that's been, you know, that's been been a little bit, you know, obviously this whole situation uh, is stressful for everybody. And so, you know, that's that's one area where I've been fortunate, and you know, I've been able to to pursue what I've you know pretty well spent my whole life kind of trying to achieve and, and getting to fish at this level. So, you know, it's just hopefully this mess will be over soon, and we can all uh, sort of get back to some kind of normal living and and going on fishing trips, right? Absolutely, yeah. I know there's a lot of people dying to get up in your neck of the woods. And check it out again. It's been a while. Um, so what was it like up there? How was the fishing the, in the uh, hard water season up in your neck of the woods? Well, it's always pretty good up there. So we we have that going for us. Um, I was fishing a fair amount. I mean, our you know, much like you guys, we had really nice weather through January, the first couple weeks of January. So I was I was fishing quite a bit, uh, mostly catching walleyes, got Got a couple crappie trips in, a couple lake trout trips in, and um, you know it, it was it was nice because the weather was good and you know made it fairly easy to get around out there, uh, and and just pleasant to to be out there. January can be a wild card, um, you know, on the weather. So uh, when you get those you know twenty and thirty degree days, it's uh, you better get out there and and take advantage of it. Fish were biting. 
fish was fishing's been really good yeah and i mean it it uh obviously without a lot of the resorts um being busy up there the the fishing has gotten a bit of a break and you know so that's a positive when everyone is able to come back uh you know the fish are going to be rested a little bit and uh we got you know that to look forward to but you know for me it, it, it was a lot of walleye fishing and and um i wasn't necessarily catching big ones and i wasn't you know i was it was more all about getting action and i mean i could go out and catch you know 10 to 20 walleyes in an hour hour and a half before dark and some big perch mixed in it's pretty good pretty good fishing just doing the usual um you know buckshot spoon um using using the new fire belly glow shot spoon as well from northland um that's all i ever use uh tip them with a minnow head and fishing main lake structure humps and points and um you know nothing nothing secret nothing out of the out of the ordinary how uh, much extra room did you guys have up there without the u.s anglers well i mean over the summer and and just yeah through deer hunting season and just ice fishing i mean it's uh it's it was it was uh it was fairly quiet i, I actually went down um, you know, for everyone that's familiar with, with the, the Northwest Angle area of, of Lake of the Woods where we share the, you know, where the border is, I actually went down that way crappie fishing, uh, earlier in January and it was, it's, it's an area that's busy. I mean, it's the secrets out on it and, uh, and, but it was crazy. It was almost like I was in a ghost town. Like there was barely any tracks out there and I went to one of the, you know, biggest community holes on the lake and there hadn't even been a hole drilled there yet so um caught a bunch of crappies and uh <laughs> that was all good but uh you know but it's it's tough i mean the the i have a lot of friends in the tourism business and camp owners and and they're it's it's brutal it's brutal for them right now so just you know you just hopefully hopefully sooner than later we can we can get it going again. Yeah. I know we found in in Minnesota that the number of uh, license sales went way up because, you know, others, there was a good stretch of time. There weren't anything else to do, and people got into yeah. fishing. And did you see that up there? Was there uh, maybe more people, more locals I, that maybe hadn't fished before? You know, and I do a lot of writing, and I'm up in, on top of the media side of this, and um, that was the theme everywhere from the southern states, like, you know alabama and texas that are fish fishing hungry uh that happened in ontario that that happened i think it was just a function of you know people having more free time and um and let's go fishing and that's great and it's it's fishing's a sport that anybody can do but to get started in it and to go do it for the first time you you kind of have to have someone go and take you to do it it's, you know it's, it's not something that because uh, there is some investment in, in equipment to to you know to go do it and be successful but um you know so you just yeah hopefully the i think the fishing industry got a little bit of a boost there and i mean it's crazy just about all the big tackle companies the boat companies they're all like sucking right now on being able to keep up with with supplying all the retailers with the with the product they want i mean a lot of the the good stuff and uh, popular baits and rods and reels uh, is all, you know, it's, a lot of it's out of stock right now, and it's just uh, uh, a function of, of people being out fishing and, and using the gear. 
What did you find to be a particularly effective presentation up there this winter? I, you know what, honestly, for walleyes, I you would have a you have a hard time pulling a buckshot spoon out of my hand, and I've been like that for twenty years, quarter ounce or a three eighth ounce buckshot spoon with a minnow head, number one walleye bait of all time, hands down, in my opinion. Um, but I did play around. We have the new um, fire belly glow shot spoon, so it you know very similar profile to the buckshot, but we got some glow on it, and it's just it's a little more subtle. Um, you know, so, you know, places where you got pressured fish, maybe a little bit deeper water, that glow, um, is just a different look and, and the thing catches fish really well too. So I, I used it a bunch and, uh, yeah, they've got some beautiful colors and if you get a couple, um, your bait's not going to be the problem if you don't catch any fish. You got to find better spots probably. (laughs) <laughs> okay. <laughs> Much more to come with Gussie later on in the show. We'll dive back into Bassmasters talk. But up next, we're going to find out how the ice fishing's been just down the road. Will Pappenfuss has the details. This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. We'll check back in with Jeff Gussie Gustafson down the road, but right now, Will Pappenfuss of iCrazy Guide Service in Northwoods Bait here in Bemidji. Um, Will, uh, we're into February now. Ice fishing season has been going. I don't know, when When about did we uh, get thick enough ice to get out there? It's been a good couple months at least. Yeah, it uh, started probably around just before Thanksgiving. We were walking out on some of the smaller ponds around here. How's the bite been this year overall? Really, it was it was nothing short of fantastic, to be honest. Uh, the whole month of December was super good. We had good ice. We could get out to where we needed to go, and fish were plentiful, and they were good ones. So, you know, it's kind of kind of been slowing down now recently because you know midwinter everything kind of starts moving out deep and suspends, and they just kind of sit there and stare at your jig, and they decide to bite. They decide to bite, but. The early bite was definitely uh, definitely fantastic for just about everybody. Yeah, let's talk about how the fish are behaving now because you could spend all day drilling a hole, sticking your camera down there, seeing if there's any fish. Educated guess on, on about where a person should start on a lake. Well, if you're tackling panfish like crappies and sunnies, that definitely targets more basin areas. Most of those fish are going to be pushing out deep to find food just because of the light penetration. Now we, have, we don't have that much with all the snow on top. We've got, you know... 15 to 18 inches of ice pretty much everywhere. So those fish are going to be moving deep, looking for something to eat out there. Okay. Um, when we're out fishing, uh, obviously, you, you still have to be prepared to move to some degree. I mean, uh, even in winter, fish do move some. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's, every time we go out, it seems that we drill more and more holes just because they like to they like to scoot away from you just as fast as you can find them. So, you know, you kind of have to stay on top of them as much as you can and then it's definitely uh it's definitely a workout so if you know you don't want to buy a gym membership or anything just go out and chase some crappies around for a while and you'll get your fill okay all right well the uh the like you say uh we've been we've been fishing since late november what have some of the better lakes been this year oh, a lot of guys have been going up to uh black duck a little bit that's been okay uh go lakes definitely been fish you know they have a uh, sunfish limit on there. Black duck, I believe, is ten, and gulls five only. And guys have been getting some good fish there. Uh, otherwise, guys 
been going to, you know, Red for walleyes and stuff. Guys have been going to Winnie. They've been going to Leech. And sounds like Winnie and Leech, the bite was pretty good early as well, too. Even better than Red was with all the pressure up there and Lake of the Woods, you know, not freezing over as fast as they'd like. Uh, Winnie and Leech definitely were really good this winter so far. And it sounds like the bite's still okay over there as well. So, Okay. Um, what are you hearing about Lake of the Woods? I've been hearing a little bit of everything. There's been guys chasing pike shallow, and they've been getting some big walleyes mixed in. Uh, other guys have been out, and they've been catching little saugers, and all of a sudden you talk to the next guy, and they caught 60 walleyes, and their smallest fish was 18 inches all day. So it's kind of been hit and miss up there, and you kind of just got to work around until you find the right pod and get on them. Okay. Um, take a, think a little bit about uh, um, all the new equipment that's that's out there. Um, what are some of the the key pieces of equipment that have really helped the average person get out on the lake and, and be able to do some ice fishing over the last three, four years? Well, now with, you know, have Garmin LiveScope, you have Panoptics, you got, you know, Hummingbird's coming out with their new one this spring. Lawrence has their new active sonar coming out. It's, it's kind of crazy technology now that, you know, you're not just fishing straight down below you and waiting for them to come. You can see, you know... 70 to 120 feet out away from you and scan in 360 degrees and you can see where those fish are moving and what they're doing and it's just crazy what you can learn from just one time using it during the day you can just learn a whole lot it just changes your whole mindset about the way you're going about it i know uh, i was talking to uh, an ice angler who's just uh, really enamored with the new ice augers particularly the the battery powered ones they're they're lightweight they're easy to move around and uh, it's a lot easier to use and it makes it a lot more uh, it makes you a lot more flexible yeah exactly i mean you have strike master has the 40 volt now and they just came out with their 24 volt that's super light and the thing cuts like butter it's, it's a crazy piece of machinery i mean i'm kind of blown away by it you know eskimo has their pistol bits out they have the ion g2 you know, everything just seems to be swinging towards battery power now, and I'm still a stubborn guy, so I still use my gas auger because <laughs> I just like throwing gas and bounce it around, and I know it's going to start, and I don't have to worry about batteries, but everybody just kind of seems to be leaning that way, and it's, it's not a bad thing. I mean, everything, they cut a lot faster, they're smooth, you know, they're crazy pieces of machinery. Any uh, new uh, lures out there that uh, you've been using the last year or two that uh, seem to be really working well? Uh, I still I still stick with the tried and true Northland buckshot. I'm I've been set on that thing, and I usually say if they don't eat that, they're not eating anything else. So that's kind of my one big thing. But other than that, I kind of use a uh, little puppet minnow. I like I like getting some of those bigger aggressive fish to come up out of the school. You know, I don't I don't always like sitting there with a little punks and jig waiting for them. Sometimes if they're stubborn enough, I'm just gonna throw a big bait down there. And usually you can get one or two to cook in the evening. Yeah, the puppet minnow that has uh, that has become a a year round bait. A lot of people love using that, even in soft water season. Yeah, exactly. They have a good action to them. I mean, you can cast them a mile. You can cover a whole lot more water than you would with a jig, or if you're just rigging around right below the boat. Now they have the new rattling puppet minnow too. I can't wait to try that out this summer. See how those things react to it. Um, any uh, particular live bait that seems to be real good this year? Oh, shiners, if you can find them. Everybody <laughs> of course. Brothers, everybody and their brother has been out fishing, and that's that's all they seem to use, and they kind of seem to get choked out this time of year. So other than that, I'd be throwing, you know, a small sucker down or 
you know, a nice rainbow if you can find one. But otherwise, just stick with the straight fatheads, and usually you can still get a few to eat those. So. Did an interview with John Hoyer last week. He said he started his new year uh, out with this guy named Will Pappenfuss, who was getting him on fish in these incredible small lakes that he'd never heard of before. Um, so I'm going to put you on the spot. Are you going to tell us what these lakes are or not? Uh, my lawyer is inviting me not, not to answer any <laughs> questions at this time. <laughs> I, I expected as much, but I thought, what the heck, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> Hey, Will, I know you've got a, a bait uh, or a, a, a guide service, iCrazy Guide Service. Tell us a little bit about that and how we can use your services. Yeah, it's uh, me and my buddy next to Kella. We kind of we do our stuff on lax, leech, winnie. We do kind of just about everything. Um, you can look us up at iCrazyGuideService.com or check us out on Facebook or shoot either one of us a message on Facebook or Instagram and we can take care of you from there. You do ice fishing and, uh, and soft water as well? Yes, for sure. Okay, and any spots available in the near future if people want to get out? Yeah, we always have openings and willing to work around it. And if not, we can get somebody to take care of you. So. All right, and of course you're up at Northwoods Bait as well. Uh, people are going to be heading out fishing. Uh, when is Northwoods Bait open to help us out? Uh, we're open seven days a week, and we're open from 6.30 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. All right, Will Pappenfuss of Northwoods Bait and I Crazy Guide Service talking ice fishing in the Bemidji area. Hey, Will, thanks for the time today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Kev, anytime. One more segment to go. We're heading back down to Florida next. This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Checking back in with Jeff Gussie Gustafson, outstanding angler. In fact, he's part of the Bassmasters Elite Series. He's been up on Lake of the Woods ice fishing for the last few months, and now you've uh, shifted completely from that down to Florida. You've been there for uh, several yeah. days already. Um, so when yeah. you get down there, is it all bass all the time, or do you go out and fish for a few other things before you start getting serious? Um, I, I have. Last year I spent a few days. I actually have a friend in Minnesota that has a place in the Florida Keys. I've never been down there, so my wife and I went down there and fished saltwater for a few days, had a good time. But but this trip, and, and for the most part, I mean, I'm on the bass program now. Um, it's uh, uh, Florida fishing for me, just from being way up north, it's, it's a little different. And I fish down here a bunch, so I've had a few good events. I've had some tough ones, too. So it's just all about trying to, to be ready for next week and, and try and survive, you know, these first few tournaments in the deep south. And, you know, as we get later in the season, the, the schedule sort of shifts farther north and um, you know, more into my, my wheelhouse and my favor, but, uh, but yeah, try and survive these first few events down here and, and, uh, you know, okay, it'll be all good. So, so do, uh, do bass behave differently in the warm waters of the South than they do up in Lake of the Woods and our, our types of waters? Um, they don't necessarily, re- uh, you know, they aren't that different, um, you know, use a lot of the same baits, use some different baits. When you come to Florida, the part that's different is that, um, you know, 10 feet of water is deep down here. Mm-hmm. The lakes are shallow. They're, it's all about fishing around grass for the most part and some type of weeds. And, uh, you know, so that part of it's different. Any kind of cold front down here, they, they aren't happy. I, we got a pretty nasty cold front yesterday and last night, so I'm, I've been – having a bit of a maintenance day working on my equipment a little bit and i'm going to go for go fishing this afternoon but uh 
you know, for the most part, it, it, you, when you get some cold weather, you can expect the bite to be a little tougher. And if you get a run of four or five days consecutively of, of nice weather, fishing is going to be pretty good. So much similar to how it is at home, but, but the cold fronts here are more devastating to the bite than what we experience up north. I guess I'd say that. So when you're getting ready for a tournament, I mean, tournament day, what all is in your boat for a day on the water and a day of competitive fishing? Uh, just, you know, for the most part, all the equipment I need. I don't eat a lot during the competition days. We get we get three days to pre-fish right before the event, and, and I'll eat, and, um, you know, that's kind of a normal day for the most part. But when we actually get into the the tournament days, I mean, I have, I've got my boat loaded with all the gear that I think I need, a lot of tackle. I'll probably carry 15 to 20 rods and reels with me, and I can store them in the rod locker. Uh, but you kind of, you, you know, you bring stuff for any situation that you might face out there, and uh, and that's that's it for me. My boat, you know, it's a fishing machine, and and uh, and that's what I, you know, that's what I, that's my office. So I run a Lund um, 2075 Pro V bass boat, and so it's it's if you if you're familiar with it, if you're not, you can check it out. But it's it's all deck. It's got a ton of storage, so I can bring you know just about anything I want with me. Um, but I keep, you know, I keep some tools in the boat. I, I, uh, I have a couple little dry boxes, you know, with all the different map cards that I, for, you know, various lakes that I go to, um, you know, but, but yeah, as far as, uh, nothing, nothing unusual. I don't think that I carry, but it's rigged up, um, for, to be a fishing machine and, and, and that's what it is. So when it's time to get on the water and uh, start fishing for tournaments, what's the first uh, lure you're going to try? Oh man, for me, it's that's so conditional. Every day is different, and you, you know you got to be kind of open minded. If you go out and and tell yourself I'm going to only catch them on this bait, it's probably going to not be a good good. And you know, it's not always going to work out. You got to ha- you know. So I carry a bunch of rods with different different options and. And yeah, you, you might be fishing in the wind where you're, you know, throwing a moving bait like a crankbait or a chatterbait. And then if it's calm, you might be able to throw a topwater. And if the bite's tough, you might have to bust out the spinning rods and, and use some finesse tactics. So I, I don't, you know, have one lure that's just always my go-to. I certainly have a handful that I like and that are always tied on, but, uh, but you gotta, you gotta be kind of versatile and, and open-minded. Now, does it uh, operate like some of the walleye tours here, where you've got amateur angler with you? We don't. We uh, we actually have a marshal that that rides with us in the boat. So they, but they don't fish. Um, you know, they kind of make sure that uh, that no one's breaking any of the rules. And and you know, they a lot of the time these guys are local um, local anglers, and they you know they want to see how all of us that are visiting their lake or body of water attack their, you know, a new fishery. And, um, it's pretty neat. Like these guys that I fish against are, are some of the best bass anglers in the world. So they find unique and different ways to catch fish than, you know, maybe a lot of the local anglers utilize. So it's, uh, you know, a lot of the marshals are, are just, you know, anglers that are, um, interested in, in seeing how we break down the water and how we do things. So, um, but yeah, we fish fish by ourselves, and we're we're you know when we go out for the day, we're our goal is to catch the five biggest bass that we can to bring in. And uh, you know, down here in Florida, it's it's cool because you could catch a ten pounder. You know, you never 
you never know. Um, the, the, it's bass get big down here, and, and that's part of the fun of it. But uh, but it can be it can be stingy fishing too. So it's you, you just never know. But you hope you figure it out, and uh, it can be a lot of fun when it when it works out. How many of you guys are in the elite tour? We have a, a field of 101 this year. So we had 87 last year, and, and uh, uh, have have a new batch of anglers joining us. They qualify through the Bassmaster Open Division, and um, you know, so there's a bunch of um, big name, you know, heavy hitter anglers that are that are joining us that have qualified this year. Scott Martin, um, and, you know, a lot of people would know who he is uh, Roland Martin's son, oh. um, Greg Hackney, and Jason Christie, both guys that have have fished the elite series in the past and they're coming back so it's going to be competitive tell us a little bit about uh, the lake or river actually that you're going to be fishing next week so we're fishing the saint john river we've actually started there each of the past two years and um yeah i mean it's a big bass factory last year we had really tough weather uh, the first two days of the event actually got canceled because of, of strong winds um and that made the fishing tough uh but the year before um rick Klon, one of the most famous bass anglers of all time he won the event had almost 100 pounds for four days so big you know he was catching some big bass almost had a five pound average um so yeah it's going to be a fun event weather looks pretty good next week and i'm expecting to to see some big catches for sure that'll be next week and what days does it run how do we keep up with it you can follow online on bassmaster.com it starts uh next thursday and runs through Sunday. It's a four-day event. The whole field fishes two days. Uh, the top 40, top 50 fish day three, and the top 10 fish the final day. So, yeah, Bassmaster does a good job of, of, of keeping up live coverage during the event. And, uh, yeah, if you're into bass fishing, it's uh, it's a good way to spend a winter day, that's for sure. How many uh, events do you have this year? There's there's 10. Um, wow. So, yeah, it's, it's busy. It, it runs basically through july so i'm i'm pretty much on the road until july and and then i'll be uh excited to to get home after that and back up to lake of the woods for you know most of the summer and uh hopefully by then everyone everyone's going to be able to come and join me up there oh absolutely i know that uh, a lot of people were just really disappointed not being able to take part of those uh, two rainy river bass journeys the i falls one and the fort francis one and so um, I know people are just dying to get up there. Yeah, it's uh, you know, and and we're dying to have have everybody back. That's for sure. It's a big part of our um, economy having all the visitors to come fishing and hunting, and um, you know, yeah, just keep crossing our fingers that uh, that everyone they can get this figured out. Gussie, if people want to keep up with you in particular, uh, how do they do that? I'm on social media, Gussie Outdoors. Uh, website gustyoutdoors.com. So yeah, anyone has any questions, just fire away anytime, and I'll I'll get to it at some point. And uh, I appreciate all the all the feedback and and, and and you know stuff I get from people. So all right, I'm easy to find. Jeff Gussie Gustafson down in Florida, getting ready for the first Bassmaster Elite Tournament of the Year next week. Gussie, thanks for taking the time today, and good luck to you. Okay, thanks, Kevin. You guys have all have a good day. This has been Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, sponsored by Clearbrook Electric, Timberline Sport and Convenience in Black Duck, Pepsi Nye Bottling of Bemidji, Bonded Lock and Key, your home for Liberty Safes, Ace on the Lake on Lake Bemidji South Shore, and DS Beverages, your Anheuser-Busch distributor in Paul Bunyan Country. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks for joining us.